0: We're never gonna be perfect. And I think we try we strive too much for perfection when perfection is what society is, is asking of us. If we can just detach ourselves from this idea that perfection is the end goal and just let us be in our day to day and just do the things we want to do, but do them well, focus on what makes us truly happy, take that pause during the middle of the day of whatever you're doing, look around and, and be in awe of the, the, the sky, the weather, the sun, the, the things you do have, be grateful for what is in your life, then we'll be much better off.
1: Hey there, welcome to 10 Flies Philosophy. My name is Santi, and today I'm going to be interviewing Patrick Sonbi. So this interview will really cover a lot of topics about Stoic philosophy. So if you're someone who already practices it, you're going to love this interview. But even if you're fairly familiar with it, or you're just getting started, or even if you haven't heard about Stoic philosophy, I think you will love this interview and you will definitely find some value in it. The main reason why I wanted to interview Patrick is because he's currently doing a project called Additive Planner, which is a daily planning tool. So it's a bit of a journal slash book with stoic knowledge and wisdom that can guide us in achieving our goals. Like it's a target achievement system, but it's also all about being a process based for own self-improvement, right? So it's really cool. He's doing a crowdfunding right now, and he only has a few more days to try to bring this project to life. So I was really excited to get him on the show on time to try to help him achieve this goal because I think he's doing something amazing. So I'll leave the link to this project in the show notes. So check it out if you want to back him up and if you want to get one of these amazing things. So I really hope you enjoyed this interview and here it goes. Uh, Welcome to Time Flies. I'm here with Patrick Zombie. Uh, please, Patrick, can you introduce yourself a little bit before we get right into it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as, as Santi said there, my name is Patrick Zombie. Uh I'm originally from the U.S., but I live out here in Vietnam for the past five years now. Uh, my girlfriend and I live together. We just moved. So as we were talking earlier, it's been kind of a hassle deliveries coming in and out and trying to get everything just to make it feel a little bit more like home, put everything in its spot. So uh, really happy to be here talking to you today and uh, looking forward to answering some questions and of course uh, talk about RT Planner.
1: Yeah, of course. All right. Perfect. So yeah, I mean, as, as I said a little bit in the introduction of this episode, uh, we'll, we'll definitely go into the RT Planner, which is such a, an amazing project that I'm so excited to share with with people, but first I want to go, uh, through the, um, I don't know, just kind of understanding what was your origin with stoicism. I make this podcast about stoicism, uh, but I also go back and forth in a different few topics. So for those who haven't heard like uh, much, much of stoicism, how would you describe it? Just a bit of an introduction for people.
0: Uh, stoicism, it's, it's easy to read about, but difficult to put into right. practice. I definitely say, but, uh, for me, it's, it's just about, you know, controlling what you can control, uh, and I think the biggest thing is being able to find that split second of time in between uh, what what you know I would consider as inputs so of something you're thinking about or how you think about something, and finding that split second of time between that and the action that follows, so that you're kind of you're doing everything on an even keel, and it, and it, it you know we could talk about all the the, the various virtues and so virtues and, and how to be, but just to kind of, I don't know, control your actions, control how you think about things, control your actions. And then at the end of the day, being able to accept whatever happens to you with uh, equanimity, you know, just it is what it is. And at the end of the day, only, you can only control your thoughts. It's all you have. So for me, it's, it's those three things, just controlling your thoughts, at least not letting them control your actions. And then of course, accepting everything as it happens. And, trying, uh, to only worry about what you can control in a nutshell.
1: Exactly. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, that's, yeah, that's one of the core things that I try to, you know, capture, which is that dichotomy of control. What we do control, what we don't control. And I mean, just out of curiosity, like how, how do you deal with, you know, like thoughts you say, uh, our thoughts are the part of the things they're in the group of things that we do control. Um, but then, then there are like some things, like feelings, you know, like instant, instant things that maybe are part of your personality flaw, flaws that you may have accumulated throughout the years. Uh, do you put them in the category of things we fully control, or how do you deal with them? You know, like insecurities or things that just happen to be there and you struggle to get rid of. <laughs>
0: I think, you know, now at 33 uh, and doing a whole bunch of traveling, like when I was in high school, I used to be really insecure, really worried about how I looked, how people thought about me, and that, that continued for a long, long time. I think as I got uh, older, obviously, that dissipates a little bit. Um, but for me, I think one of the biggest things that you just brought up is breaking old habits. Uh, you know, when I was growing up, you know, my dad, you know he's, he's a great guy but he was you know sometimes quick to anger and i, I definitely have found that aspect of personality in, in myself as well combining with being you know impatient uh, in various situations so i think for me yeah i really look to stoicism to find a way to kind of maybe change some of these bad habits um as far as whether or not you know those are in my control or not i mean they definitely are they absolutely are uh, it's just about, like I had mentioned earlier, finding that split-second gap between thought and reaction. And that's kind of what I've been working on since I discovered stoicism, and stoicism in the past five or six years. But I think the biggest takeaway is that I'm, I'm certainly not perfect at it. I mean, there are times when I lose my head and I realize five seconds after, like, man, what are you doing? Like, just just relax a little bit. But it's it's difficult. And I, I guess I think a lot of people maybe look at stoicism as... Um, you know how can anyone be this way and i i think it's important to realize that a lot of people aren't it takes a lot of work and a lot of practice and at the end of the day we're still going to be human
1: right right uh, i think at least for me like i think the ego sometimes kicks in and and it's like okay i practice so much of this i put so so much of myself into living better into trying to be better and i still don't achieve it like i still get in ruts i still feel like i'm not as good as I want to be and you get so frustrated and I don't know, do you identify with that? Like, is it something that happens to you a lot?
0: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it happens all the time. (laughs) It
1: happens all the time.
0: Like it's, it's, it's interesting because, because of stoicism, I've become really, really good at reflecting. Right. 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 Um, as soon as like uh, an emotion, ascends, you know, maybe it's passion, maybe it's lust, maybe it's, um, anger, maybe it's impatience. As soon as it goes up and I kind of get, you know, upset, you know whether it's vocally or uh, i just get agitated like five minutes later i can sit myself down and be like well that was dumb why (laughs) why on earth were you getting so upset about this little thing that has no matter in, in 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 your place in the world it has nothing to do with anything that's going on so i think i've gotten really good at that i still need a lot of work at you know just being able to recognize you know when things are happening my thought processes and those triggers because i think you know uh, anger is very much a muscle for example uh and the more you exercise it the more easily it comes out and i think epictetus uh, he talked about having you know just marking down the days that you weren't angry and then as soon as you know you get angry you have to do it all over again sure. so I, it's it's definitely a philosophy it's you know it's it's practical for modern life but it's it certainly is difficult and i i get and i don't know how I get frustrated sometimes because I feel like other people just do it so flawlessly, mm. like everything just comes so simply, like nothing agitates them, and, and they're not even stoked. They don't even practice. Those. <laughs> they don't even read the books, and it's like nothing even bo- It's Like, ha, you know. But uh, I think just how I grew up and and just the the personality habits that I had developed, I about five six years ago really dived into self-improvement wanting to be a better person wanting to think better wanted to think more clearly wanted to um just all around become better both mentally physically uh and so that's where kind of stoicism picked in uh, you know picked up for me it's it's difficult you know it's difficult at times and i do get frustrated but then i take a look at that frustration and i realize it doesn't matter like um you know, there's so many quotes and in, in part in putting together the planner, I had the opportunity to just read quote after quote after stoic quote, which was really, really cool because it, in some ways it helped me strengthen my bond with stoicism a little bit more. And so I have all of these ready to go quotes in my mind when something happens right. that I can kind of just turn to and and it brings you back to center. And I think that's what I really like. I like to be at this center equilibrium. I don't like to go off in, in you know, one tangent too much my girlfriend sometimes she says oh you, you're you not happy about anything you don't get mad about anything you just you just you're just this way and i'm like oh yeah it sounds good thanks <laughs> that means i'm doing it well
1: right i, I get your frustration what you said on you know you see some people and they seem so balanced and so like they they have control of themselves completely and, and yeah like you say like they might not be as invested in philosophy or learning about themselves but i mean it's hard you know like uh we only see the surface of other people and we only understand what they display to us. And that's something I struggle a lot. I think I compare a lot of myself with the people I admire, uh, maybe online, other podcasters, other people who create content online. And I say like, wow, these guys are, they just have everything together. And, and I am a mess sometimes and I, I try just as hard or, you know, I feel like I'm doing my best and still not good enough. So I don't know how, how, like, um, yeah, that's the thing, like for you, you say five, six years, right? How, how was this origin for you of stoicism? How did you discover it?
0: Uh, I think originally I, funny enough, like, uh, I, I really was Googling books and kind of going through lists and I had just started on my travels. And so, um, I started Googling, you know, the top 100 books that every man should read, for example, uh, you know, East of Eden and of course you have Stoicism, Marcus Aurelius, Meditations and uh, Kurt Vonnegut and all of those books, right? All of the classics that every every quote-unquote man or woman should read. And of course, Meditations was on there. I think it was number five or six. and um, So that's just kind of how it started. I, I figured, well, I want to get started on my reading journey. I want to start reading more. This is kind of the beginning process of self-improvement. Uh, I, so I, I launched into Meditations and... I started learning more about the history and how it was never meant to be seen by the public eye uh, and I thought that was really cool. So I'm, I, I felt like I'm really looking into the soul of a man who lived 2000 years ago, the leader of one of the greatest empires of all time. And he's sitting here dealing with the same exact problems we're having today. Uh, he's sitting here reminding himself that he has to be calm, that he has to uh, not be taken in by all of the luxuries and all of the, the resources that he has available as emperor. Uh, and that even the the strongest, powerful, most powerful man in the empire is having the same thoughts and the same feelings and the same reactions, the same negative reactions that we do every single day. And I think that's, you know, it really resonated with me and of course it led me down the rabbit hole and and brought me to where I am today. Um, But that would be how, I think it was just on a bus looking at the books that every man should read and that was on the list, so that's kind of how I got started. But I got to get started somewhere, I suppose.
1: Right. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, Marcus Aurelius is such an amazing character, you know, like, yeah, that, that idea of capturing your own thoughts in a journal and just having it for yourself, tips for yourself, things that you've, even quotes, because some of them, some of the quotes in there are not even from him. He compiles it from different people, but it's his advice to self, right? And that's why I think it's so important, you know, like, because we can learn a lot from other people, we can learn a lot from different books and try to compile it all. But at the end of the day, like we are all like these individuals with our own, you know, like our own minds and we struggle with different things and we have different ways to solve a thing. Because if I give an advice to someone and I just say like, okay, this works for me, it's important to understand that this might not work for you in the same way, which is why I think the self-awareness and the self-reflection and writing your own thoughts and seeing how you can deal with it better next time is such an important thing.
0: I think you bring up a good point there is, is I think it's so easy for us to take philosophy and kind of get caught in this trap of reading, 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 I'm learning, yeah. I'm learning, learning. And, uh, this feeling of, well, I'm, I'm practicing philosophy. Of course, I've read all these books, the like right. library, I've right. read Seneca, read Epictetus, I've read Rufus, I've read Marcus Aurelius, I've read the, the modern guys. Uh, I listened to Tim Ferriss, I do all these things. And I think right. we get caught in this trap of listening and reading and not actually practicing. because hmm. um, the practicing is difficult it really is. And it, there's a chance that you don't live up to everything that you've read about. And that's really hard because I think sometimes we, we strive so much to know about everything so that if we we can, we can sit down and have a, a stoic conversation, but then can we actually go out and and practice it, you know, and stress test it. Right. Things are, you know, it's easy when everything's yeah. nice, beautiful weather out, the sun is shining, right. the birds are singing, not a problem, right? But right. as soon as you know, you hit a traffic jam, or you're running late for work, or some guy cuts you off, like that's really where it tests you, and that's where I think we have to get out and practice. And I think it's really easy to get caught in that trap of just reading and learning instead of putting that aside and just trying to be as good of a person as you can be in the moment. Right. Especially when the moment's not yeah, ideal.
1: Optimal. Exactly. No, I love that. Uh, and that's why I think it's such an amazing thing what you're doing. I mean, can you explain a bit of what the RIT planner is uh, for those who, who may not know yet? Yeah.
0: So it is a daily planning tool uh, that uses the Tenet's of Stoic philosophy, basically a process-based system to help you focus more on what's most important to achieve whatever targets you have set for yourself, targets, goals, whatever uh, you know, words you want to use, and also to help you improve yourself in whatever way you want. Uh, basically, so many of the planning tools out there and the planning methods focus on this final outcome, this outcome when we talk about dichotomy of control that we don't control. We can't control getting a promotion. We can't control, um, you know, being well off financially. We can't control having an amazing body. We can't control these things. And we shouldn't really try. We should be trying more to control uh, our day-to-day experience as best as we can, and trying to live as excellent as we can in the moment. So the RTA planner is about doing the small things excellently and with consistency, because that's the way that you're eventually going to achieve your targets. But I think it's also about taking the focus off of those targets and realizing that even if we don't hit them, we've still done our best every day, and and no matter where we are at the end of you know, our journey, we're going to be much better off than we were before. I think the biggest problem with a lot of the the tools out there is that because they focus so much on that final outcome, as soon as we kind of get that instinct that we're not going to hit it, we're kind of completely let down and and, and we don't try anymore. So my goal with the planner is to give someone a tool to develop the positive habits needed to kind of, uh, you know, achieve their level of happiness and success whatever that may be.
1: Right. You yeah, know, I love it. I mean, it seems like a very elaborate system. Like you have a lot of things going on there. Um, how, I mean, how was the process of creating this? Was it something that you were already like uh, applying it for yourself for a while and you were like uh, modifying it throughout the, throughout the years or how, how did it work?
0: Originally it didn't even start as a stoic planner. Um, you know, I, I have been wanting to prove to myself that I could just start a business on my own for a long, long time. I just, I, at first I just wanted to see if I could do it. Right. Uh, I, I just couldn't think of an idea of what I wanted to do. I've always been kind of obsessed with efficiency and trying to not cut corners, but be as efficient with my time as possible. I became uh, just really focused on the time we have, you know, especially after reading a lot of Stoicism and, and the shortness of time that we really have in the scheme right. of things. Just how quickly it really does go. It seems like yesterday I was, you know, just back at home doing nothing. Uh, and then now I'm living in Vietnam, right? Um, so I became focused on that. And so I was like, oh, I can create a planning system. I, I, might, I would love to do that. It seems like something that, I, you know, I'd be really interested in. And I wanted to create something for myself because everything out there just didn't kind of do what I, I wanted it to do. Uh, but I hit a roadblock. And the problem was like, how can I make this me? How can I make this come from, you know, my heart, my mind? And that's where I started combining this planning system with the ideas of stoicism and it all kind of fell into place. It took a long time to get right because I wanted it to be as accurate to stoic philosophy as possible. I didn't want it to be this product that just touts stoicism and, and as a trend and, hey, everyone, jump on board. i am got right, a stoic right. planner, right? I, I wanted I want people who really study stoicism to take this and be like, oh, yes, I see what he did here and why he did it. And so that was my goal, is to make it as, I think, approachable as possible from the layman's perspective. So someone who hasn't practiced or hasn't studied Stoicism and might just find it interesting. or So just to make it a, a practical daily planning tool that they could use, but also for, I, don't, I hesitate to use the hardcore Stoics, but for the people yeah. that really enjoy Stoicism as a, as a form of living their life, for them to have a tool that, kind of felt like home, like, okay, this is exactly what I've been looking for. And there's just, there's, there's nothing on the market about, you know, I like it. So I was happy to create it and hopefully, hopefully see if it gets funded here.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it looks amazing. It's impressive how, I mean, I could tell when I found your video, uh, by a friend of ours, Jonas, who has been in the show, uh, before, like, uh, he, he shared it with his newsletter and I was like, oh, wow, what is this? Because. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a few things that try to compile, like a stoicism for journaling a little bit, but it's usually just pretty simple. Like there's a code, just reflect on it or something like that. But I mean, what you were doing there and, and, you know, the, the, the video that you did, it's really, I don't know, it really connected with that. It was like, you, you say, when was the last time you felt, you know, like this, this complete control over your, over your life uh, where your life has been flowing and you, you've been like, You know, like, living the way you want to live. Like, it's not that often when we get in that zone of of complete equanimity. And I really like the way how you put it. Like, it's about this uh, process-based goal setting thing. It's like the perfect mixture because I always debate, like, is it better to be process-oriented? Should I set more goals? I feel I don't set enough goals. And it seems like your planner really captures... You know the balance of how how to deal with it a bit better. You talk a, a bit a bit about like a setting, like a, was it three targets at the time? Like what what is the thing? Can you explain a bit of that target setting?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's about making it manageable, right? Like. Right. Uh, this well, of course we have more than 3 targets of course we have tons and tons of things that we want to accomplish but if we try to accomplish everything at the same time it's not going to work i mean if you think about a you know whenever you go to the grocery store or you know you're carrying something i mean you can only carry so much if you try to carry more it's it's obviously going to spill over so uh, the point was to make to give people a tool that made their lives more manageable to cut out the nonsense to cut out the the, the, the extra stuff that wasn't contributing to, to, to their target achievement, right? And to give them a way to just focus in and narrow down on those few key things that aren't really that difficult to do, those small positive habits that if done every day and if done with commitment, with heart, with excellence, that are gonna get you far more closer than ever before. I think people don't necessarily have a guide. They have their end goal, they have their starting point, but they don't have anything in between to tell them how to get there. They have nothing that helps them track their progress, even when progress is slow. For example, you wanna lose weight. Right. It's, it's not an overnight thing. You can't just see uh, overnight or in the first two weeks or in the first month that you're making progress. So you need something to kind of show you that you're doing so. Um, so by keeping it small, keeping it focused on three targets, for example, you're able to focus more intently on those things. And, and the point is that no matter whether you have three or whether you have ten, especially if you have three, the, the the habits that you do every day are going to somehow filter into other areas of your life. Right. They're going to help you in other areas of your life, whether you're planning on, on working towards those things or not. It's just whatever you do today, especially for those three things, are going to filter into um, everything else you've got going on.
1: Right. Right. No, I, I relate with that a lot. I think I'm, I'm definitely always setting a lot of things. I, I'm i always wanting to achieve everything. Like I have a big list of things that I want to achieve, both kind of like internally and externally. And I get so frustrated, you know, because one overlaps over the other. I have to say no to one to make room for the other, but then I get frustrated about leaving the other one behind. And it's that thing. It's very overwhelming to try to improve every aspect of your life all at once, right? How, how does the... Um, so a bit of, like, just layout for people to understand a bit more about the planner. Uh, is it set up per day? You 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 work a little bit on that goal? Like, how, how does the layout work a bit?
0: Yeah, so it's a 90-day planner. Uh, I would have loved to make it a full year, but with the amount of... It's just not possible to, to right. put this kind of system into a full year. So it's, it's a 90 days. And basically how it starts is you open up and there's a little bit in, uh, of an intro. It tells you about Areté. Uh, Areté means, uh, we should probably coin or at least give yeah. a definition. So Areté is ancient Greek for excellence and virtue. Right. So I named it after this. I thought, you know, since we're going to be trying to do our habits excellently every day in order to become more virtuous, this is a perfect name. So it means right. excellence and virtue. Um, and so you have a little bit of an intro in the beginning and then you go to the next page and basically here is where you establish your top three targets for the next 90 days or the next year, however long you want to do it. I think it's top three and top four self-improvement targets. Um, I actually created a target setting workbook, uh, PDF that goes together with the planner and every customer would get it, of course, that helps you actually set your targets because I think... As you just said, setting targets is the most difficult thing. And it was for me. I think it is for many people. I think it's very intimidating. And if you don't know exactly what you're you're trying to aim for, what you're trying to hit, then you kind of just wash it all away and say, you know, wash your hands and right. say, I'm done. So I created this workbook to help people actually decide what their top three targets for the next year are going to be. And it's all based on motivations and... and um, sitting down and thinking concretely about exactly what is going to make you the most happy in the next in the next year. And then once they're able to do that, it's just about deciding what are those small things that you can do every day. Uh, I'm happy to provide examples if you like. But mm-hmm. uh, for example, let's say you want to lose weight. Um, well, you know you need to eat a certain amount, uh, more or less. You can't eat too much, obviously you're not going to do it. Uh, you know you need to drink eight glasses of water, you know you need to go to the gym uh, and give full focus and effort, and you know you need to get at least eight hours of sleep. And so it's the, the planner allows you to figure out what those small habits are and then be able to track those every day, because it's very easy to, to not do those things. You know, just as it's easy to, to start these habits and continue these habits, because they're easy, it's just as easy not to do them. Yeah. So having a planner that allows you to keep track and gives you that extra motivation. I mean, that checking of a box is, mm-hmm. is kind of a cool thing to do at the end of the day. And then you can set goals for your weeks and then it kind of filters up. So uh, you start big with your three targets. Uh, then you set the small things that you're going to do every day in order to feed into those targets. And then it's broken down by month and day and week, uh, month, week and day. So. You have your top priorities every day that feed into your weekly targets, which feed into your smaller uh, monthly targets, which eventually feed into your yearly targets. So it's really broken down into a style that allows you to focus on today, and that's it. You don't have to worry about the next week. You don't have to worry about the next month or the next year. You focus on what you're doing today, and if you do it well, check the box and do it again the next day, and then everything should, uh, a more Fati style, fate willing, fall
1: into place. But
0: and if it doesn't, it doesn't. But, you know, that's the way you got to gotta approach it.
1: Right. Wow. It's amazing. I mean, I, I was reading the other day, this book, Atomic Habits. Um, mm, I yeah, read it. Yeah. James Clear, it's super good. And he talks about, uh, you know, like if, if say in the sports that like you have two teams and the thing is that both teams want to win. So if both teams want to win and that's the goal, it can't be just the goal that determines the outcome. Like if everyone's trying to win, it can't just be simply the goal. It has to be that daily habits or the mindset that you have day to day to accomplish that thing. Right? So it's, it's about the process, but it's definitely important to have a bit of the goal where you want to aim at. Like Seneca says, if a man knows not which port he sails, no win is favorable. Right? So exactly. if, if you don't know where you go.
0: Yeah. And that, that was one of my struggles because it, it You know, in one one vein, they talk about, you know, having something to aim for. In another vein, it talks about, you know, and I I did so much research. And, you know, of course, there's different personalities and different opinions. And some believe that Stoics shouldn't have these goals, you know, shouldn't have any goals. Mm, Um, Some believe that, like Seneca, you should. And so that was one of the challenges was how can I take this idea of goals and goal setting, which isn't necessarily that Stoic of a mindset, you know, Mm. because it's so far off and we don't have control over it. Right. And how can... But that's not how we live in the modern world, right? We don't, we need, we need at least a little bit of direction. And so how can I morph those two together? You know, the, the ancient Stoic philosophy would make it, make it for uh, our modern lives and in, in a way that makes sense. And of course, in a package that was elegant and, uh, of course, kept you inspired, uh, along the way with the quotes and everything like that. So,
1: right No, it's super interesting because I mean, that's the thing I've, I've like, i like to think about it as direction instead of instead of a target or a specific place where you want to be, I mean, it's definitely important to narrow it down, but at least knowing that you're going to the right direction, right? Like you're going towards where you want to go instead of going around in circles a a bit aimlessly, right? Yeah. Well, I think for me, so I, I set the way I use it in,
0: as a testament to its utility, I I basically created it and then used the system to get me to this point. So, I, I kind of cheated, though. I had, I had one of those big, huge, like classroom-style whiteboards, sure. and I basically wrote and drew out all of the pages on this giant whiteboard. Uh, so, of course, you'd wake up. I had the big, so quote in there, and I had this huge, giant whiteboard in our, in our master bedroom, and much to the, the, the angst of my girlfriend. She, <laughs> she, she used it to keep the light out, I used it for a more practical purpose. But um, I, I set my targets, but I didn't focus on them after I set them which may sound counterintuitive, but just the physical act of me writing them down, I was like, okay, that's where I wanna go. That's my target, that's my aim. Now, that's out of my hands. What Mm -hmm. can I do today to help me get closer? So I focused more on the monthly target. So I'd set my monthly targets, and then according to those monthly targets, whatever I wanted to hit, that's where I would set my weekly targets. So these are the small things I wanted to do every day. So for example, uh, for the creation of the planner, It would be and i set very general loose targets for example work today 30 minutes on the planner whether it's graphic design whether it's marketing whether it's um contacting manufacturers whatever it was i didn't i didn't make it too specific because as soon as you make something too specific it it kind of loses its appeal it loses its purpose but Mm. i felt that if i could just focus my efforts for 30 minutes in one aspect of creating this planner i've done my job Uh, And so I would work for 30 minutes and it's kind of like the just get started principle. Uh, Or if you're a writer, you know, just write two crappy pages a day and then eventually the ideas flow. And so that's how I kind of approach it. As as they talk about in Atomic Habits, you know, just starting really small, just getting started and letting everything else kind of flow from that. And so that's kind of the point to make it easy enough for people to and loose enough. I, I think one of the problems that people might have is they might try to get too specific. Mm -hmm. and i i don't think that's going to help i think just keep it general keep it nice and short because it's just about getting started that so many people have problems with like i talked about it's it's easy enough to do but it's also easy not to do so just getting that five ten minutes to begin and then it kind of gets the ball rolling and it's about building momentum building that um compound interest i guess you could say by doing the same things over and over again
1: right it's a thing of uh, I can't remember the exact name of this term, but when you, when you're doing something right and, and there's a feedback of like, okay, I'm, I'm building this momentum to, to make this positive change in my life. And knowing that I've been doing that motivates me to keep going. So it's like, yeah, this compound thing that you're talking about, which is just understanding that if I push myself a little bit today, then tomorrow I'll feel good that yesterday I did some of this work and tomorrow and the the day after I'll keep going. right?
0: Well, and that's, so there's a lot of flexibility built into the planner. So to give you an example, let's say my, let's say I'm writing a book, right? Um, well, right. The, the the actual publishing of the book, you know, that FR off goal is out of my control, right? right? But what I can control is I can wake up this morning. I can meditate. I can do my, drink my coffee, right? And I can write 500 words. It doesn't matter what they're about. All I need to do is sit down at my table in front of my computer and write 500 words. That's it. Uh, as soon as I do that, I check it off. Now, part of what I think makes the planner special is you have the ability to set a goal for your weekly targets. You don't have to do it all seven days. Maybe you know this week you're going to be busy and all you need to commit to is three days, four days, two days, you know, it's all better than doing nothing. So building in that flexibility to give you the confidence to hit them uh, every week to be able to change if you're not exactly getting there, because you're right, it's all about that motivation being able to manage and complete something that's within your control and if you can do that then it becomes much easier but I, I you know one thing I want to talk about is as well as I think it's easy for us to sit here and, and say oh this planner is you know it keeps you on task and everything like right, that right. but another thing that I think it does is self-improvement so hard yeah. because no one's doing what we're trying to do. You know, if you take a look at the world around it's, it's, you know, to to be disciplined and, th- and that's one of the big keys, one of the, the main components of the plan is, is discipline. You know, one of my, uh, Jocko Willink, I'm sure you've heard of him, he's yeah. been on Tim Ferriss and stuff. And uh, you know, his favorite, my favorite quote from him is discipline equals freedom. And I had that written on the top of my big giant whiteboard that <laughs> was in my room. Uh, it's really hard to be disciplined. It's really difficult, and and I've seen so many friends say, "Oh, I'm going to quit smoking." Okay, they quit smoking for two months, and they're back at it. Or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that, um, and myself included. Right. You know, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to I'm going to strive for this. I'm going to strive for that, just to watch it fall by the wayside after a month or two. I've had more unfinished goals and targets than I, I care to elaborate on, <laughs> and I think that's just the way you know we are in society so using the planner as a guide because no one else is going to help you you know you're on this process of self-improvement that a lot of us you know your listeners myself you know people who are interested in the planner it's a very lonely process sometimes Um, and there's no one there to tell you you're doing good so you have to kind of be able to to Acknowledge it yourself, and that's where the planner comes in the ability to reflect the ability to set your own You know weekly targets monthly targets yearly targets and being able to track your product uh, process in, in a way that um, You know makes sense and is easy, but I, I think that's one of the things I wanted to give people was a tool that would help them When it really isn't easy, especially now with all of the you know the advertising and, you know, everyone wants to have a million dollars in the bank and you're always comparing yourself to the next person. Like you had talked about earlier in the right. podcast, it, it's just really difficult. It's really, really hard and it can be lonely and it can be frustrating and there's lots of setbacks. So, um, I think people quit a lot and it makes sense why they do. So giving them a tool that may alleviate some of that want to, to quit and to give them the the confidence to keep going is what I hope that it will do for some people.
1: Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's definitely a tool that becomes your own, right? I I really like the way it's set out to be because the moment, the moment you have your, your IRT planner, it's about you. Like it's, it's, I mean, it's just as good as a blank page, but the problem is that a blank page is daunting and and a blank page is really scary to get started. So I think like having this bit of a structure is what makes really the difference in setting your goals and, and doing this process oriented things and, and being there with yourself, like seeing a bit of like your mind and your and what you want to achieve in a paper is so, so useful. It's, it's amazing. And it's
0: cool. Like I, I started to get to a point, I was like, Oh man, I'm not, I'm not where I wanted to be. You know, I'm, I, I'm going to launch this in three months. Like I haven't done the video yet. I haven't, I haven't finalized the design. I haven't figured out my manufacturing. And it was, it was cool because I had a record of what I did Mm -hmm. so I could go back and be like, Mm -hmm. well, I only hit three out of my eight weekly targets. Like, no wonder I'm not where I want to be. I didn't put the effort and the discipline in that I had originally committed to. Uh, and so it gives you that ability to go back and, re- again, reflect, like, if you're not where you want to be, it's really no one else's fault but your own. And, and to, to be able to have that record and say, oh, well, here, I, I need to do this a little bit more, or do this a little bit more, and then to kind of get yourself back on track. And I think people maybe sometimes get too strict with themselves. They, they right. think, oh, I've gotten off track. Screw it. That's it. I, uh, I can't get on track, yeah. right? They get off a little bit, and they don't realize that, well, it, it's fine. Just go a couple degrees to the left, you'll get back on track. Yeah. Don't, don't let that kind of derail your whole process. So uh, the planner also gives you that opportunity to have a record of the past, to see what, you know, or what you haven't done uh, as far as your target achievement is concerned, especially if you're not happy where you're at.
1: Right. And, and I love that way of expressing what you said earlier about creating this bit of chain, right? Like making a check. Okay, today I wrote I wrote my entry for the day, right? I, I tried to do what I could and it already makes you not want to break it. Like I've been journaling for, I think like a year without skipping a day, hopefully, but I get so frustrated. I get so scared of missing one day and I definitely understand what you're saying. Like if you don't have that flexibility of, okay, I skip a day by accident, like something happened, I couldn't do it. Uh, is that going to hit my ego so hard that I'm going to com- like completely quit or, you know, like, you know what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. It's, we, I think we
0: make, you know, when we talk about self-improvement, when we talk about target achievement, I think we, we put this complex, you know, thought process in, into our heads. Uh, it almost becomes like this all or nothing type yeah, of situation exactly. and that's where I think people get in, into trouble. Yeah. is because it becomes an all or nothing situation as soon as you hit that first roadblock that first obstacle uh and it kind of sets you off course you say oh well that's it i can't get back on right um but life is constantly and from the day we're born until the day we die is going to be two steps forward one step back and i think that's just the way it is and i i i feel that as soon as people kind of realize that maybe not be too hard on themselves and maybe take a look at the, you know, focus more on the small wins than the small losses, they're going to be much better off. Um, you know, I like to go to the gym and I'm very diligent about it. I go to the gym five days a week and I have my exercise routine and this past couple of weeks I've been moving and doing this and I've skipped, you know, I've, I've had to skip, you know, actually, you know, I haven't had to let I me. Mean, I, I don't want to lie. I haven't had to. I, I literally have chosen, you know, I'm feeling tired today. I'm not going to go and do it, right. but I, you know, at least I went a couple of days here and there. It didn't completely throw me off. It's not like, oh, well, I've missed the past week and a half, two weeks. I, I better stop now. Um, it, it's just about getting right back at it and realizing that we're never going to be perfect. And I think we try we strive too much for perfection when perfection is what society is, is asking of us. Right. So if we can just detach ourselves from this idea that perfection is... The end goal and just let us be in our day to day and just do the things we want to do, but do them well, I think we'll be much better off. I think that's the hard part is detaching from the modern society, the you know, the faster, the more beautiful, the sexier, more money, the the bigger house, the faster cars, the more stuff. If we can detach ourselves from that mentality and just focus on what makes us truly happy, take that pause during the middle of the day of whatever you're doing, look around and, and be in awe of the, the the sky, the weather, the sun, the the things you do have. Be grateful for what is in your life. Then we'll be much better off. It's much easier said than done, mm-hmm. obviously. But my hope is that you know through this planner and and just you know studying a philosophy in general, uh, people can get more in tune with that idea. Because I think more than ever now, it's it's becoming clear that we need something like stoic philosophy uh, a whole whole makeover in in society otherwise i don't know i I don't know what the future is going to bring it's but i'm not to be honest i'm not terribly confident in it (laughs) i'm confident in in what i can do every day to to hopefully make myself better and those around me but you know you take a look at everything that's going on and it all just seems so silly Mm. in the in the in the concept of stoicism like it, it really does. You know, you take a look at the politics and everything and not to get into that discussion. But right. when it comes down to it, all we need to do is wake up, enjoy our day, go to sleep and do it all again the next day. And it, it's right. all just become so complicated uh, right. that with the planner, for example, I'm hoping we can maybe simplify it a little bit better. And that's that's, you know, part of the tagline is, is simplify your life. Just focus on what you can control and the rest will be what it is.
1: Yeah. Wow. (laughs) you captured a lot of good things there. Uh, this idea that we are so small in the universe, you know, like Marcus Aurelius always encourages us to look at the, you know, the view from above the world as the tiny dot that it is in the universe and understand that even though our lives are so small and we are like, sometimes I think of it as little, little ants just moving around, building their civilization and just, you know, everyone thinking they're the center of the universe. I, I struggle with that as much as anyone else. Um, yeah, to have this view from above and understand that we are so tiny and that our lives are so short. So that that is a double edged sword. Kind of like it can get us a bit sad and be like, oh, but is is my life like not that important? But it also makes us understand that our problems are also not as big as we think they are. And it kind of humbles us a little bit and makes us understand that, okay, this thing that I'm dealing with right now is not the end of the world, you know? Ah, uh, that's a, and it's really difficult,
0: right? When you're in the, of the, right. of the moment, that right. passion is kind of ascending and ah, I'm so angry. That guy <laughs> cut me off. And then literally 30 minutes, you know, you swear at him and you know, it's a terrible situation. And 30 minutes later, you're like, what on earth was I thinking? Like, how does this matter in the slightest? And I, I think you bring up a good point. I mean, yes, maybe it can make us feel sad. Maybe it can bum us out, but you know, it is what it is. It's, it's, you know, we, it's been the same for thousands and thousands of years, and it's going to continue to be the same. There's there's this YouTube video. I don't know if you've seen it. And it's like they, they start off. It's not about stoicism, but right. it's a it's a video to show how small we really are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, they eventually zoom out to a famous picture taken by this Voyager mm-hmm. spacecraft many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. And this whole picture is in the frame, and then there's earth and this little ray, it's like a speck of dust, right? Yes, yes. It, it, what really gets to me is he goes through and it's almost like, I don't know if you've seen the movie 25th Hour, when Edward Norton's talking into the mirror. He talks in the mirror, he talks about all these things that are going on, and it's kind of the same mentality of all of the wars, all of the, the superstars, all right. of the heroes, all of the dictators, all of the illness, all of the disease, all of the good things have all happened on this tiny speck in this very thin ray of light in the vastness of space. And, you know, you take a look and and myself included, we just, we take things so seriously that don't need to be taken so seriously. I mean, look at all the problems with all the countries and all the poverty and all of the, 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 you know, the, the 1% who have all of the money and the 99% who have Mm. no money and all of the, you know, the racism and the sexism and, and the problems that, you know, people just can't be people and uh, the laws that try to prevent, you know, anything, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Right. But people just, they, 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 they get so caught up in it as this is the way it must be. And I think it really prevents us from advancing as, as a civilization, as humanity. Um, it's going to continue to make it more difficult, but again, you know, you take a look, they had the same problem in Roman times with Marcus Aurelius. We have the same exact problems. Now we're going to have the same problems in 2000 years. It's just who we are as a species. Uh, especially the,
1: the, the majority. Right. Yeah. You know that thing of Carl Sagan, right? The pale blue dot. Yeah, exactly. And we're just like this tiny thing in the universe. And like you said, I remember this speech from, uh, Jim Rohn, who was a really cool guy, you know, he gave a speech in the eighties or nineties and they asked him, what do you predict would be what, what do you predict life will be in like 10, 20 years? And he's like the same as it has always been like people struggle with the same things. Of course, now we have social media and it's a lot of a different type of pressure, but we will always struggle with the same things and we will always stress over the same things. Right.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, I, I think if we have a good mindset about it, that, we won't always stress over the same things and right. i i think that's what stoicism helps us do you know as a practical philosophy that can be used day in and day out in our modern times um it's something that maybe takes away some of that stress it kind of puts it a, a little bit more in perspective about what's really important and what's really important is is you know community and us kind of being a little bit more kind to each other and it's difficult to do you know i I live in Vietnam, and, and so there's a big cultural difference, and I, I find it hard sometimes to realize that I, I need to be kind to this person sitting next to me, who I have no idea who it is, who just criticized me, who just called me, you know, a name, who just spit in my face. But it's important that I, you know, I, I kill with kindness, so to speak. Right. Uh, it's it, we are very concerned with ourselves and it's a defense mechanism rightly we should it's how we have survived for thousands of years and again it's how we're going to continue to survive but i'm hopeful that for me at least it's stoicism has brought a little bit more simplicity to to my life and my thought processes and and the way i look at the world around me um kind of realizing that you know eventually i'm going to be gone just like all all the people that have come before me and if if I'm sitting on my deathbed and I'm, I'm looking back on my life, how how do I have want? How would I have want to have lived it? Would I have wanted to have lived it? You know, always anxious and uptight and, and trying to control everything, and and it's always been a problem of mine is is trying to control too much right. uh, versus just letting things go and letting things be. And that you know that's how I feel with the planner now. Is is you know I, I did all my work. You know, I have it up on the Kickstarter. I really hope we hit that goal. I would love to bring the planner to people. Even if it doesn't, you know, I'll, I'll still be able to, you know, hopefully give people, you know, the PDF version, for example. But, you know, whether I hit that target or not, it's kind of out of my control. It's, 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 It was about the process. I feel comfortable that I did everything that I could have done to bring this planner to the world. And there were a lot of things that I didn't know how to do uh, that I've had to learn. There were a lot of learning curves. and. I, I think that's just part of the process, and I, I think life is one big learning curve, and you you just have to accept it. And as long as soon as you accept it, right, it's it becomes so simple. There's nothing to worry about. You know, just wake up and do your thing, and try to be good. And you you don't have to be religious. You don't have to be anything, but. Try not to be an asshole to people. Try to, you know, just just try to do you and try to do it well. And I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, there's a there's a really cool quote by Marcus. He talks about every day wake up, you're a Roman, put 100 into everything you do. Um, it's a big long quote. I can't remember it all, of course, but I, I think about that. I think that quote and the other one that I always keep in the back of my mind is if the cucumber's bitter, throw it out. If there's a bramble in the path, go around. So I keep those kind of two in the back of my mind. So it's always like, ah, this is terrible. Well, It's not really that terrible. Just just go around it, right? Or, ah, I can't believe it. Just throw it out. Who cares? I, and I think stoicism gives you that, that leeway, that ability to say, hey, this isn't working for me. Let's get rid of it. Let's further simplify our lives. It, everything's become so complicated. You know, it's, it's, and it's almost hard to to simplify your life in a world that is so complicated, but I think that's where the happiness is. It's not, you know, as much as we'd love to have more money, of course, but I don't know, I've had money and I haven't had money. And honestly, I'm happier now than I I have been in the past, you know, even when I didn't have a lot of money because I was, I was focusing on the wrong things. Um, Now I have enough to live a comfortable life and put food on the table and, 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 and do the things that I want to do. I love to travel. I, I love to read. Uh, and ever since I've gotten rid of a lot of stuff that I used to have, and I've started traveling and, quote unquote, simplified my life, I've become much happier. And I, that's where I think it is: is is the happiness. And if more people do that, and stop collecting things, stop collecting stuff, then the happier we will be. But they'd have to you know, delve a little bit into more Stoic philosophy. And it's just not the way that society is set up as it is, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, wow, you covered a lot of good things, man. Uh, it's so good, I mean, this idea is one of my favorite concepts of Stoic philosophy, memento mori, remember that you're mortal, remember that one day you'll die. It's such a hard concept to share with people who aren't familiar with Stoicism because it sounds really dark or it sounds really depressing. It's a hard but... concept to
0: share with my girlfriend, I'll tell yeah. you that
1: <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <sighs>
0: I say, I, I, joke around, like right. I, I know it gets to her. So I just do it out of fun. I'm like, Leah, you know, it's my girlfriend's name. Said, okay. Hey, you know, I, I might not be here tomorrow. So you gotta be, she's like, stop talking like that. I hate it, why do <laughs> you say that? Just, so, but yes, absolutely. absolutely, sorry to interrupt yeah, No, don't
1: it. worry. I get you. I mean, this is that thing, you know, like sometimes we get confident about understanding it and sometimes it's just so scary to think about it. But what, what stoicism has really taught me about that concept is that you know, like we can't get rid of the fact that we're all going to die one day or that our lives are, um, ephemeral, that they will end one day, but we can definitely let go a little bit of the fear of death, the, that fear that keeps us stuck and keeps us unable to achieve the meaningful things that we care about and unable to live a life that we truly enjoy and that we truly value. So, I mean, that's, that's a concept that is so hard to grasp. And, and I, I understand the frustration of like, even you, like, I really admire what you're doing right now with the RT Planner, because to me, I really look up to people who create meaningful stuff, who create something because they care. And it's genuine and it's genuine value. And it's this sense of community, right? Like uh, people like us who practice Stoicism system, we love to see people who actually care. And it's not just for the money. It's not just for the sake of, okay, I'm, I'm putting this out there, but it's actually about creating something of true value that can help you become a better you right
0: yeah and that's been one of the tricky parts like i i i have hated the whole marketing side of things to be completely honest i don't like it i i want to create a product of course you know i'm i would love to start a business that you know I don't need to be a millionaire or anything like that, but would love to have right. this continue to grow go, grow and be able to bring a, a high quality product to people. But like, I'm so anti-Facebook. I used to be on Facebook of course. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I'm not doing any Facebook marketing. I don't want to do any of that. And uh, it's kind of getting off the topic of your question, but right. um, I mean, that's been kind of one of the hardest things is, is learning how to, I don't actually know where I was going to go with that. Learning how to, to, to create something and bring it to the public without kind of sacrificing the values that got me there in the beginning. Right. Uh, but when you talk about, you know, to kind of get back on the topic of Memento Mori, it's a really, really hard concept for people to accept. I think we get so stuck in our fear that right. we, just, we just don't think that it's even a possibility to attack it, to, to go after it, to do something um myself included there's it took it was really scary really really scary to start this this business so to speak and now it just seems like oh it's just a normal thing right but when i first started doing it and first contacted the graphic designer and first realized okay i'm gonna have to pay this much money and it became a real thing like it was really 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 scary but it's not that we're scared of the outcome or I mean, of course we're scared of failure, but I think we're just scared of being uncomfortable. Right. We're scared of of potentially losing what we currently have that's so nice and cushy and everything like that. That that we don't go out and try and realize that, well, worse comes to worse, I can I can end up right where I you know was when I started. And that that's kind of been my mentality with this. It's worse comes to worst. I I kept telling myself a lot of internal kind of dialogue was especially when I started to get to the point where, ah, oh, I don't know about this, maybe I shouldn't continue. But then I kind of, I, I not yes kind of scolded myself internally. I was like, well, what are you going to do? Like, just quit. Like, what's the other option? Just not do it. well that doesn't make much sense. I mean, at least you got to try. Why not? <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah, man, I agree. And, and we, I mean, just, just to like conclude a bit on that uh, advertising marketing thing, it's pretty hard to me too like, uh, you know, making something genuine and striving for things that definitely require that marketing and that advertising. But how, how do you not sacrifice everything that you believe in and every everything that has driven your life through ethics or the way that you want to live through ethics in a world that's so competitive and is about pushing and promoting more things? Like, it's really hard and I completely connect with that. Uh, and then on on this thing that you talked about, you know, pushing yourself and, and understanding that the alternative is not even trying like that's that's true failure not trying is a true failure and you know like these things which i think you cover in the rt planner as well like uh, this voluntary discomfort things that we do to uh, create more discipline in ourselves like right now i'm doing uh, on in instagram and kind of like just uh keeping track of the days and i'm doing 30 days of cold showers right now i think today is yeah. day 19 so that kind of stuff really and i've been really not feeling like it i've been a bit in of in a rut last week. And it's been really hard. Some, some things going on in my life that are pretty hard to deal with. And I've decided to stay committed to that. And you know, like it, it really changes everything. Like if I wasn't doing that, I know that I'd be probably depressed or probably feeling really bad, but I've been pushing myself, putting myself out there, just like deciding to keep going with the challenge. Right.
0: Yeah. That, and that's one thing. So at the bottom of every week in RT planner, you have the stoic challenge and I don't know if people know, but when I, I spent a long time, because it wasn't just the planner I created, I created the target setting workbook, which allows you to actually figure out what your targets are going to be. But then I also created the weekly Stoic uh, Challenges ebook, and there's right. 55 Stoic Challenges um, that are set up to be done in a week. Some are set up to be done in a day, like a 24 hour water fast, for example, which I'm doing today actually. Really? So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah but, so I, I try to fast every Sunday nice. sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> but. Um, so you get the the soul challenges ebook so there's different chapters for example mindfulness and meditation so we talk about the view from above or uh, a formality or um, just you know physically meditating there's uh, a section on benevol- benevolence so you know being kind to your fellow stranger work doing something in your community uh, there's productivity there are uh, uh, self-denials so uh, these are challenges like don't eat sweets, don't drink alcohol for a week, uh, no, um, you know whatever it is that we, we normally indulge in. Just just right. testing our testing our uh, not commitment, but testing our addiction to these certain elements in our lives, and just making sure that we are in control of them versus having them control us so there's challenges for that and there's also like you talked about voluntary discomfort so there's challenges you know waking up earlier cold showers sleeping on a harder surface and you don't have to take it to extremes it could be as simple as going to sleep without a pillow for example or something like that just for a week just uh maybe dressing a little bit cooler and not using the heat not using the air conditioning so just small things that you can test your you know Making sure that you're not too reliant on these creature comforts because there might be time when you don't have them and that's when we talked about earlier in the podcast, when without stress testing yourself beforehand, you don't know if you're going to be truly capable of going through and, and coming out the other side. I think uh, I can't remember who said it, but it might have been Seneca. He talks about well, you don't you don't train your your army on the eve of battle, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you've been training in this whole entire time. And I think as humans, we don't do that enough. We don't train ourselves for the possibility that things could go bad. And that that's why when things do go bad, we we feel like we get hit so hard, like it's the end of the world. So I, I wanted to not only give people a planner that they can use to plan their lives, they can schedule their meetings, they can put down grandma's birthday, all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Uh, combined with the target achievement. But I w- also wanted to give people an outlet to actually practice philosophy in their day-to-day life uh for example on the kickstarter i put out uh, in one of the updates like uh, at the beginning of last week the the challenge was no complaining Hmm. i don't know about you it is so hard to not complain like even just the small little like oh my gosh this elevator's taking too long or like (laughs) it's so difficult it's just a knee-jerk reaction to but as soon as you like challenge yourself it becomes this like wow i really was complaining a lot and I, i'm not even a complaining person uh, you start to notice everyone else complaining and you're like wow oh, this is what we do We just moan <laughs> about everything right um, but to to give us a way that you know we can really test ourselves and call it what you want stoic challenges or not it's just a way for us to test our our reliance on some of these external things that really don't have any bearing on our
1: personal happiness Right. Right. <laughs> and that that's very yeah. interesting, the the complaining thing. It's hard because I, I try to get you that often and then I notice myself like the the most uh the thing the thing that I fall in the most is noticing how other people complain and then all of a sudden I'm complaining about how much other people complain and then exactly I fall into it, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well and it's about I think and uh, you know, there's another quote that I really love. Uh because If you're not careful, you can start pushing your ideas and philosophies and Stoicism on other people. And that's not what it's for. It's Mm -hmm. for you and you alone internally. And, you know, whether it's you're in a relationship or whether it's with your parents, uh, the quote that I can't remember exactly how it goes, but I think it's be strict with yourself and be accepting or something, understanding of others, be strict with yourself, but understanding of others. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's really important that we also go through life. like you're taking this challenge of stoicism and applying it to your life in order to live happier and very seriously. Uh, but we have to be careful because I find myself too like, well, how can you not complain? Well, I'm not complaining. Why are you complaining so much? Mm-hmm. Or why why are you letting this affect you so much? Or something that affects your your girlfriend or your parents or your sister or your brother. It's like, well, don't let this affect you. What are you doing? Like, we have to be careful as yeah. followers to to realize that not everyone's going to be on the same path. and. And also that, you know, actions speak louder than words. So living the philosophy and showing people through you versus trying to preach it, I think is really, really important. And sometimes I forget it as well and and it turns into like an internal struggle. But uh, I think if we can all do that a little bit more, especially as as Stoics and those listening to to the podcast who are really into the philosophy itself, I think it's really
1: important that we keep that in mind. Yeah, completely agree, man. Wow. So much good stuff, man. I, I would like to wrap it up with a question that I asked to some of the people that I interview here that are really, uh, big fans of Stoicism. And I think you'll like this one. So, uh, what, okay. So it goes like this. If you could have a conversation with one of the ancient Stoics, right? So mainly the three, uh, Epictetus, Seneca, Marcus, and you could ask him a question, right? And, and what would you ask him and who would it be? <laughs> <laughs> what a question i'm like
0: <laughs> on the spot i feel like no matter what i'm going to come up with right now like 20 minutes later my god like, ah, i should have asked him <laughs> um i feel like there's a lot of controversy with seneca yeah right like uh he was this opulent stoic right he had all these mm-hmm. he was like basically the first guy to, to start investing and doing all this stuff um I don't, you know, I don't know that I have a specific question that I want to ask. I think for me, mm-hmm. I just want to do, just to hang out for like an hour and just, I don't know, do something. Like I don't know. Are we in modern times or are we going back to, 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 to ancient times? Oh,
1: in modern times, it would be a whole different thing. Let's say modern times. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I, think,
0: I think I'd have to sit down with Seneca and I'd have to ask him just, because we don't get a clear view of how he has taken. Because he he talks about being able to 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 let everything go. Like mm-hmm. He has all these riches and everything, and he, but he has no problem letting it go. But I I also think I'd like to ask him. You know, I, I think he had an affair with his wife, and I, I he has a, a lot of rumors. A lot of rumors. Yeah. A lot of rumors. <laughs> Maybe I just want to be curious about all these rumors. I <laughs> I want him to like level with me on on the DL and be like all right Seneca come on man like what's going on (laughs) preaching all this stuff and I just I feel like his answer would be kind of you know witty maybe even a little bit of sarcastic (laughs) Uh, but I think he would be one that really enjoys enjoyed his life um at least until the end uh I don't know I, I might have to get back to you I don't know exactly what question but I'd love to sit down with Seneca I just I feel like he was just a guy that kind of enjoyed life maybe drank a little bit of wine and uh, he's one of my favorite Stokes to kind of read. It, it just resonates a lot uh, with what he's got going on.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Seneca is a very interesting one. I think he was my favorite until I replaced him with Marcus Aurelius. But, <laughs> but no, definitely. I mean, this guy is so so amazing. Like, he, he he talks about so much stuff and these letters that he has with his friends and and with his mother and everyone that he advises. Like, he's so wise, and right. it's so hard to, you know, to hear all these rumors. Like, the first time I heard about uh, Seneca being you know, like, uh, captured as a bad person or like someone who doesn't practice the philosophy, it's a bit destroying because you look up to these people and you say like, okay, I want to be like them, but it turns out that they're not uh, as, as good as I thought they were. But you know, like, there's also like a lot of rumors going on with that. And it's important for us not to fall into like, I oh, know this philosophy is useless just because someone said something, Yeah. Right. So that's, that's <sighs> important bit.
0: I, I mean, I think if I, if I were being truly selfish, I'd probably give him a copy of our planner and be like, "Hey, take a look at this. How can I make it better?" And then, you know, bring it back. Be like, "Hey guys, Seneca tested and approved. Come and get it. It is ready to go." I, I think, I, I think though, on, on a more serious note, I would want to, because I'm very conscious about how I'm thinking about Stoic philosophy, and am I thinking about it in the right way? Right. Am I using it in the right way? Am I living my life in the right way? So. I think if I were to sit down with one of these guys, I'd really want to question them on on just their internal thoughts and and their ideas of being human because we put them on this pedestal, yeah, right? And they're exactly. perfect people. And I would want I just I want to sit down and I want to know what annoys you, Seneca. Like what pisses you off during the day? And t- I want him to tell me how he's not perfect. I want Marcus Aurelius to tell him like how he hates getting out of bed in the morning. How he,
1: exactly?
0: You know. You know, he gets pissed off when he gets cut off too in traffic or, you know, when people are late for meetings. Uh, I, so I, I think I'd be looking for more confirmation. They're just normal people like us that have somehow stumbled on a way to take the craziness of the outside world and maybe make it a little bit more simple so we could focus on just just being us and being happy and stop worrying about everything else. I think there was, I read or heard about it a Maybe a couple weeks ago, and there's this. There was this tribe in Africa, mm-hmm. and they were like really, 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 really happy. And there, someone interviewed them and said, "You know, can you tell us about you know your, your tribe's happiness and everything?" And they're like, "Well, we were really, really happy until we got television, <laughs> and then they finally saw all the advertisements and all these things that people have." So, um, just figuring out, you know, how they view the 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 things, the, a society of things that we have, and how they kind of put everything in perspective and then just for my own confirmation to make sure I'm kind of, uh, cause I'm really, I'm a perfectionist. I, I want to make sure I'm doing it the right way. You know, when I go to the gym. Is my form correct? Am I eating correct? Is my nutrition correct? So I would probably just dive into the science of stoicism a little bit more and be like, Hey guys, uh, I'm doing it this way. Is this the way you would do it? And they'd probably be like, relax. You're thinking about it too much. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I agree, but that. it's that thing, you know, like progression rather than perfection and also understanding that Stoicism, philosophy and self-improvement in general is about understanding that, okay, I want to be this point. I want to, I want to be this ideal version of myself and understanding that you will never be that ideal version of yourself. So as long as you're going to that direction, as long as you're trying a little bit, I think that's enough. And I struggle with that so much.
0: But yeah, And I, yeah. And I, I think doing that and then, you know, I, I want to be a role model for other people, I don't, I don't always achieve that. Uh. I'm I'm very hard on myself. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a very big critic. And it's really easy for me, to like I told you earlier, to sit and reflect. But, you know, I'm also one in the heat of the moment. Like, I want to continue to get better and not let things phase me. And it, it's definitely improved. It continues to improve. But, you know, just like anyone else, I'm still human and I still have my, you know, idiosyncrasies and Crazy moments, just like anyone else, where I sit there like, "What are you doing, man? Like, come on now." Marcus Aurelius really, would be—he wouldn't be having any of this, right? Uh, but I think, like you just said, it, understanding that life is a process until it's no longer a process. So the game is there. It's either we sit out or we play it. So we might as well play. It. It's a lot more fun, anyways, right? right? And and by playing the game, it might mean you have to face a little bit of your fears. You have to go out and you have to get ready to fail. And I don't like to fail. No one likes to fail, but you know, really though, once you failed a couple of times, it's really not that bad. And it's all the numbers game anyway. So just, just, just try as many things as possible while I think keeping perspective about what's really important. And, I, and if we can do that, I think that's, that's, that's the end goal right there
1: amazing man all right patrick thank you so much uh so where can people find your work where can people support the rt planner like give us all that good information yeah,
0: absolutely so i have a website rtplanner.com easy enough uh if you go on to kickstarter you can search for rt planner so it's a-r-e-t-e planner uh and i think there's 19 days left to go on the kickstarter Uh, I did not set up a Facebook page. I'm not very active on Twitter or social media, whether that's a good or a bad thing. Um, However, if you'd like to send me an email, uh, you can do so through the website. Uh, I'm sure at some point I'll set up some sort of social media right now. It just hasn't been a priority, but... Uh, th- th- those would be the best ways.
1: All right, Patrick. Thank you so much. I really value your time being here. It's been amazing, and yeah, I really hope, I really wish you could make it. I, I'm, I'm so invested in this, and I, I just really hope that resonates with people, and that you can you can achieve this amazing, amazing thing that you're doing. I do too, but you know, at the end of the day, it's
0: it's it's out of our control now. Exactly. So what will be, will be, and and I, I you know, I'd like to leave you with I've just been, I did it, you know. That was my goal, I wanted to do something, I wanted to create something, and I did it. And whether it's successful or not, that's that's okay. It's It was about the process, it still is about the process. And tomorrow I'm gonna to wake up and I'm gonna to continue to do the things that have gotten me to where I am today. And hopefully that will continue as well.
1: Amazing, Patrick, thank you so much for being here, man. Ah, No problem, thank you for having me. All right, so that was an interview, I really hope you enjoyed it. I learned so much from Patrick, to be honest, and I'm really thankful for him spending this time in the show and sharing everything he shared. So if you want to check out his arity planner, again, check out in the show notes. I really hope he makes it. I'm super excited about this project. So yeah, of course, he didn't pay me to to say any of this, just in case you were wondering, but I'm just super excited about good projects like this that can help so many people in such a positive way. So yeah, if I haven't said it enough, I'm excited about it. I hope he makes it. And yeah, I want to thank him again for his time and I want to thank you so much for listening. If you want to message me anytime, uh, go to Philosophy on Instagram or send me an email which will also be in the show notes. And that's about it. I really hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you in the next episode. But until then, memento mori.